0: Support for the Bronx Bomber Babble Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, shaving your downstairs area can be difficult, but those troubles are a thing of the past with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0. Featuring skin-safe technology, it glides nice and smooth, so you're not in any danger of nicks and cuts to your delicate downstairs area. It also has a convenient LED light, so you can see where you're trimming, plus it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. I've been using mine for a few weeks now, and it's awesome. It works great, and it will totally change your grooming game. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes included in the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Crop Reviver and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. Get all these great products, as well as a super comfortable anti-chafing boxers, plus a great travel bag to carry it all in. The Perfect Package is valued at over $150, but right now you can get it all for just $89.99. Manscaped features some of the perfect gifts to give to the men in your life. Gift your friends, your family, and yourself the gift of Manscaped. Right now, when you go to manscaped.com, you can use the code BABBLE and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's BABBLE, B-A-B-B-L-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Manscaped, your balls will thank you.
1: we are live for the 81st episode of the Bronx bomber Battle podcast I'm your host Matt Luluigi and tonight we got the full crew it's the original four and guys it is opening day Eve I've been waiting to say that for months it feels damn good man uh we're what are we, what's the time right now we're like 15 hours away from Yankees with baseball first pitch afternoon baseball Hopefully it's afternoon baseball. It might turn into early evening baseball, but that's another story. Guys, h- how are we feeling, man? I mean, it's there's not many days better than this, opening day eve, man.
2: I mean, I'm not overly excited. It's only post-spring uh, training. Get, off. So like, get, get him
1: on. out. Get, get this guy out. Come on, <laughs> somebody. Get him out.
2: <laughs> I have baseball with fans in the stands for Yankees games for the first time in a, a year and a half. So, yeah, it's kind of hard not to be excited for it.
3: It's like Christmas Eve. I, I got to tell you, it's felt like one of the longest winters ever. Uh, and yeah, I'm just I'm just ready definitely. to get back to baseball. Seems like, what, four years in a row, we were left with this sour taste in our mouth. at The end of <clears throat> the previous season, you just it at the bit to get back going. But
2: see, and geez. it was weird I, everything... this offseason just because it's like the free agency and stuff really was not at nearly as monotonous as everyone kind of predicted that it would be before the uh, end of the season. Like there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of action that happened in this off season. It wasn't just, you know, there's not a lot of big names still out there. There's not really any at all. So I just think it's odd that, you know, we feel like we're so deprived of baseball when we've had stuff happening.
1: Yeah. I think we could all agree. Like we were all at the time, you know when the season started we were all happy to have baseball back it was nice having baseball on our TVs to watch but it it just it just wasn't the same you know no. it just felt weird yeah, it was a course. 60 game so the season the whole
2: idea that, of not whole- having the stands the, really kind right. of made it just
1: a different like the whole feeling. impending doom of, like, oh, hope, you know, oh, game canceled because of COVID. Like, you know, that Phillies game, which was, I think, was being our like fifth game of the season, canceled because yeah. of COVID. So it's just all oh, that whole fiasco, no fans. It was just weird. It was still nice having baseball on, but it was st- just weird. And the fact that the Yankees, I mean, you know, if they went 33 and 27 in a 60 game stretch. It's not exactly lighting the world on fire. Then we know what happened in the playoffs, right? And yeah. They had, they, you know, they had the nice, uh, little two, uh, 2-0 sweep in Cleveland. That, that was nice. That was fun. But really, it, it just didn't feel right. It was, I think we could all agree it was a Mickey Mouse season, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what we're going with. That's just what we call any season that happened in the 2020 pandemic. No, I'm just kidding. But... It was um, <laughs> it was definitely... Oh, hey, oh, hey Jay. Jay's <laughs> a Lakers fan for the, our audience that doesn't know, so I'm just kind of making fun of him. Go ahead, Jay.
4: It's a daily occurrence. It's all good um the well the thing i mean i don't know like last year's season for all the like reasons that you already said was just like weird it didn't feel right but i just think for me personally it, it didn't feel great at all because it's like you know baseball and the players union were like i guess they were negotiating but baseball was just like i don't know pretty transparently like kicking the can down the road we're like oh we want to play but we only wanted to be this many games and it was just like awkward and they were fighting. And then by the time it's just like, yeah, we're playing baseball, but like, it was, it was awkward.
1: Cool. It was so crazy how they were arguing for so long. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh yeah, the season's starting. like this day. Three weeks. Yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Like I, like we were convinced, like I honestly, June, July, I was convinced there wasn't going to be a season. I was convinced. Yeah, I, I was, I was like, were. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, there ain't going to be a season. We got to the point where it was, like, the
2: beginning of June, and there was nothing, and it Mm -hmm. seems like they didn't even want to have a season, so we just kind of, like, all just accepted the fact that, uh, all right, well, you know, there's not going to be a school. And uh, then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're having an actual season. It's going to be 60 (laughs) games, and we're like, oh, okay.
3: And the fact that there wasn't a full i mean there, there was what three months where there was out without baseball which was the same length as a normal off season but i mean it was on top of another but it, we didn't have that that build-up right like the world series then some time off for agency and then a long spring training you're worried about injuries it was kind of like oh yeah just play a couple of exhibition games against yourselves and then local teams and oh by the way you're gonna play baseball in a week it's like, it, it really caught us off guard and you didn't have that that build-up and just the energy that's going to be in the ballpark tomorrow. We're with you know, a normal offseason again and the promise that opening day brings to all 30 clubs, it's going to be special in a way that last year just couldn't replicate. Yeah. Just having We really
2: really haven't had this level of action since the last game of 2019 with Altuve's home run at all. So it's really going to be, you know, I feel like it's going to be almost a different experience for us because we've gone so long without being able to watch a game that has – you know, a lot of fans in the stands because even just, the world series games and let, and, and the Rangers went the, you know, Dodger, Oh God, edit this out. Dodger, the, the Dodgers,
1: the Dodgers. Dodgers,
2: um, even in the world series games with the Rays yeah. and the Dodgers, it was different because it was just people in the area.
1: Right. It was like a neutral crowd. If, if yeah. And thing. no, it and really...
2: nobody in, you know, the Rangers area is fans of the Dodgers and the Rays it was just a neutral crowd. They didn't really get excited the way that, you know, Yankees fans will get excited if, yeah. you know, Judge hits a home run in the first inning tomorrow. You don't know. Yeah. So it's gonna be really different for tomorrow and I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, just I miss just that constant buzz in the ballpark. Like, you know, when there's nothing happening but you just hear people chattering, you just hear that buzz. Like that's what I miss most about like the empty stadiums you know like and, there's just always that buzz in, in a baseball stadium no matter if, even if there's nothing happening yeah. and even with i think what did they say 10 10,200 fans are there going to be that I might be like ten 000. eight, i think yeah so yeah, that's enough for i mean that's like a marlins game you know so that's enough for <laughs> that's that's like an average that's your, Marlins. that's the rays on a good yeah. day so, yeah so I mean, that, that's enough to get get some hype but guys let's uh before we start, two major things happened this past week that had uh, shades of uh, Yankees' past teams, right? Uh, first off, Luke Voigt. All I'm going to say is uh, it's not foot stuff this time. Now it's leg stuff, right? I, I was, <laughs> uh, you know, a men, uh, slight meniscus tear. They're cleaning it up. Uh, thank, Honestly, thank God it happened when it did because it was, like, just before the deadline that we had to make a decision on Jay Bruce. So now Jay Bruce is the first baseman for i say at least the next month six weeks uh they said he Voit should be back well before june but we all know how that goes so we're just gonna wait and see jay bruce the first baseman for the foreseeable future um and then the other thing that happened was aaron judge uh what day was this was it monday i believe where
3: yeah, yeah. aaron yeah. judge
1: who was out of lineup for a third straight day and then oh there's a big uh press conference announced by cashman and it, we were all so scared. Like, we thought, we're like, oh, that's it. Judge, his arm's gone or his leg. He's never going to walk again. Season. Yeah, like, we're just, like, Judge is hurt again. This is terrible. But turns out he just had, like, a cold. And they obviously, with what's going on with COVID, they had to uh, make sure he wasn't didn't have COVID, which he didn't. So he was just out for a few days. And he well, was The worst PP thing today. about
4: that all was the fact that they were, like, you know, oh, Boone's going to speak at, you know, whatever time. And then a little after that, they're like, uh, Aaron Boone's not going to speak. Cashman's going to speak. And then they're like, oh, yeah, he's coming shortly. And then, like, the game started. And then the next we heard of anything about it was, like, wasn't it Aaron Boone's interview with Ken Singleton?
3: Yeah, he announced it on, on the air. Uh, right, because mm-hmm. the, the original timeline, I remember following the hoax the tweets, was... Boone is probably supposed to, I think, have his Zoom at 11 a.m. that day, right? And then it was around noon. He's like, well, we haven't heard from Boone yet, but we're still hoping to get him before uh, the game starts in an hour. And then it was like, oh, he's not going to speak, uh, but Cashman's going to speak. And then the game got pushed back sometime, too. And you were like, what the hell is going on? And it ended up being what I think it was raining in Florida. Um, so that's why it was a 15-minute delay. But we had no idea. In the moment, you think worst-case scenario in all cases.
1: Yep, that's that's kind of how we've been trained to think over the last few years with all the injuries we've had, right? Like anytime, anytime we smell something, it's like, yep, it's we're we're, we're screwed. Uh, that's it. Yeah. But
2: any well, and we've we've kind of been conditioned the last two years where it's like mm-hmm. anytime something seems like it's going to be an injury, it's automatically yep. two months out, out of the lineup.
3: Right. It's because they they've either misdiagnosed it or, or not fully yeah. understood the injury or. Hey, the recovery didn't go the correct way, right? Because like you said, Alex, it, it was always, A, well, uh, he's feeling a little discomfort. We're going to send him for for MRI. Oh, the MRI came back clean. And then a day later, it's like, oh, by the way, he got an x-ray too, and there's a broken bone. Yeah, what? exactly. Like, oh, by like, the
1: uh, way. Yeah. He's going to be fine next day. Uh, judge may never walk again. Uh, we got right. really bad news. So. Like I'm the sorry. tweets that were like Boone scratches times. ears, like just brim of hat. <laughs> Like, yeah, Yeah. Judgy, you've got a little scratch. He's a little banged up.
4: Like, I posted it a few times, but it still makes me laugh, and it's also, like, sadly, like, I don't know, not true, but the Oregon Trail, Aaron Judges died of dysentery. Like, we've come up just short of that, basically, because it's always, like, fucking something. So hopefully we have broken the curse this year.
1: Yep, hopefully, hopefully. But Let's, uh, guys, who, uh... Who stood out to you this spring? Uh, there were some good performers. Uh, you know, Glaber hit some dingers. Uh, lo- Honestly, a lot of the pitchers were doing like Herman, 13 innings, only two earned runs. He was really well. Gumby, 10 innings, only one earned run. I mean, th- there were some good performances this spring from a lot of different guys, especially guys that kind of needed to, you know, stand out a bit to solidify their spots on this team.
3: Yeah, I'm actually just going to go ahead and say Lucas Leakey was one of the yeah. key performers for me. And, and the fact that we had On the, the, injury the Justin Wilson. Yeah, and I don't know if he would have made the roster without Wilson's injury. Probably uh, not. It's hard to argue with the results. And I remember Boone said in one of his interviews uh, during a game a week or two ago that they tried to get him last year too, and then he ended up going to Oakland, I believe. Uh, but he came in and was a breath of fresh air, right? A, a non-roster invitee who is now going to play... An important role in the middle of their bullpen, at least at the start of the season, uh, that w- that was the standout performance for me.
1: He had 18 strikeouts and 10 in the third innings, only two earned runs, uh, 0.97 WHIP. Yeah, he was nice little lefty. Got good stuff. There's a lot of off speed. Hasn't pitched in the uh, big since 2015. I think he he's only pitched for the Mariners. But hey, good left. I mean, the Yankees, you know, could use some lefty arm, especially with Wilson and Britton both starting the year on the IL. Um, Guys, uh, you know, I'm just looking through these spring stats, and I know we're not going to start the Gary Sanchez's trash train right away, but 45 at-bats <laughs> for Gary in the spring and 20 strikeouts. It's, uh, it's really just Dude, not what you want to say.
4: You're usually driving that train, aren't you? Like...
1: Uh, yeah, I've been the conductor on a few different occasions, what of it. Um, Yeah, Uh, really, look, you you can never look too into spring stats, but you know, when certain guys who have struggled for the past you know, year or so just don't have a good spring gotta gotta keep note of that um i mean defensively he had a very
4: good spring i'm not even that much
2: stock into it i don't think just because he kind of spent this entire spring kind of uh tinkering with his mechanics at the plate and stuff so i feel like he was just trying to get a feel for his new way that he was hitting and it was The way that he kind of balanced himself at the plate was noticeably different than how he used to do it, where he looked a lot more balanced. He wasn't putting all of his weight on his back foot. Um, So I think that's a little bit concerning that he struck out so much, but I don't think it's that it's not, you know, a giant red flag because he's still trying to work some things out so he can get back to where he was originally.
3: Yep. Um... Yeah, ultimately, I, I think what he does in the first two or three weeks of the season will um, play a lot bigger role in, in our opinion of him out of the gate. Obviously, there was the the Aaron Judge quote about him potentially being an MVP candidate, and that's, you know, that's all just lip service, right? Drop <laughs> up your teammate, and whatnot. Uh, and he had hit a couple of hormones at that, that point. But, I mean, spring is what it is. And I think Gary needs to to go out and actually get a get off to a hot start because historically yeah. he doesn't uh, and then he gets hot you know the first time they go to baltimore or whatever that is the Tuesday when anybody yeah, exactly. gets hot uh, but i think he needs to come out come out of the gates firing uh, really just to bury that narrative at least for the time being i mean if he slumps in may you know the talk will come back but for now they just gotta he's gotta put that behind him and, and get off on the right foot this year just so it's not a, a talking point
1: really give they're, yourself they're... some breathing room man you know just give, like put get that weight off your shoulders that would yeah. that would be nice like, don't the, him a fair the problem
2: shot. is I don't think that having fans in the stands is going to do him any favors though because
1: he, he's really of... going to hear those you suck carries exactly more now. with
2: so little people in the stands <laughs> now he's really going to hear the comments Oh, and okay. so many Yankees fans are fed up with him and they're really impatient with him, you think? which in their defense, he has been pretty bad for about a season now. Like if you include all of 2020 and the last yeah. half of 2019, yeah, it's, it's like a 20... full season where he was really not
1: good. At all. Yeah, like 2019, like his power numbers were good. He, he had a solid season, but there were still some, you know, he, some stretches was, that were just he, brutal.
2: Right. Exactly. And he had a pretty bad stretch towards the end of the year, especially the playoffs. He was brutal in the playoffs in twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, so
4: they're giving him a fair shot too. Like they're letting him. They said, you know, he's going to catch opening day. He's going to catch Cole. Like after last season, you know, they're they're still giving him a shot. So after that, it's really just all up to him.
2: Yeah, he. I mean, they they have faith in him because he has shown that he can be one of the best hitting catchers in the sport. It's just a matter of is he actually going to do that or is he going to look like how he did in 2020?
1: Right, right. Um, well, honestly, it's honestly the perfect segue because we were going to go through each position, each kind of player, and do a little preview on him. And yeah, Gary, obviously, he's behind the plate. He's the catcher. They're saying he's going to catch Cole. We'll see. I'm still kind of like skeptical about that. Like, if he's just really bad offensively, like they might just use uh, Higgy catching Cole as an excuse to get Gary out of the lineup every once every few days, you know? So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, But, guys, first baseman, like I said earlier, Jay Bruce is the first baseman of the New York Yankees for the next few weeks um, until Luke Voigt uh, uh, gets healthy. So, look, he there's a chance that Jay Bruce is just brutally bad and we're going to need to play DJ at first for the first couple months or just do something. Right. Mm. But uh, he could be, he could be a nice little uh, bolt in the lineup. Who knows? He's got it in him. You know, we've all seen Jay Bruce have, you know, real power surges in the past. So
2: ever since they signed him, I have been all aboard the Jay Bruce train because I think he, he was another one. He had a really bad 2020, but again, I, you really can't put that much stock into 2020 seasons just because of how out of the ordinary it was. But Bruce is one that I think he's perfect for Yankee Stadium because he's a home run hitter. He goes up there trying to hit the ball out. So I think he's definitely one that can just get a hold of one every now and then and knock it out. And he's not going to have a high average at all be he'll hit probably 220, 230. But if he manages to get you know solid at bats. For the next, say the month of April, I could see him, you know, hitting say 240 with you know seven or eight home runs, and that's a huge pickup oh, for the would, Yankees. Yeah, just that would be awesome. As a, as a, yeah, just as a segue to
1: Voight. And Best
3: case scenario have, for the Yankees is that he plays the the Matt Holiday role, right? Yeah. What what we got from Matt Holiday in 2017, uh, and then obviously Holiday got sick or whatever was going on with him and then he kind of just faded away middle of the year. But, I mean, he was very, very important in the lineup the first month or two. Yeah. Uh, and especially because the Yankees have the major league, the defending major league home run king coming back after just two or three weeks. You don't need Bruce to be stellar. You just need him to hold no. down the it.
2: Exactly. We don't need Bruce to be the Jay Bruce of Cincinnati. We just need him to be... You know, maybe the Mets, Jay Bruce, who wasn't nearly as good, but he still had the the man
4: that the Mets desperately tried to keep from the Yankees.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The one they refused Mm -hmm. to trade to the Yankees.
4: Uh, I'm glad he made the roster, though, like uh, like you guys are saying, unless he's like brutally bad, you know, he's going to have a little bit of a role to play. And, you know, who knows what happens after void. comes back, but I mean, he's a useful guy, you know, he can, he can hit the ball. He can, in theory, play a few positions, but you know, he's a good guy to have around veteran guy and I'll have protection in the lineup too.
2: And one thing that really has been <clears throat> uh, noticeable with the Yankees the past couple of years is just the lack of depth they've had on their bench. Like when you've had Tyler Wade on your bench for like three years in a row, it's a problem. Basically no, just he having triple. He's a play still, and he's still there. <laughs> I know he's still there, but this time it's they have Gardner on the bench, which hasn't been the case the last few years because he's been a star. So they have Gardner now, they have Wade, and now you have someone like Jay Bruce who's a
0: I mean this
4: is also league. relating to their awful, awful injury luck and or unluck. But yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I know, I'm just saying in general. Like you look at the lineups in the playoffs the Last few years, it's like you have the uh, the star studded normal lineup that they put out, and then on the bench, it's like, okay, who else is gonna be
1: here? Yeah, like you don't have the like, you don't have any like game changing bats off the bench, which, like, obviously, you're not gonna have most teams don't. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not gonna have like a bench of five great hitters, obviously. No, but it's nice to have like a good guy. No, it's just
4: like this particular crop, this recent year's crop of bench players is just like. It's like, yeah, Tyler Wade, he's been here, he's got some tenure, they're familiar with him, but he's like Tyler Wade. He's just not a very good major league hitter. So, like, you keep him around because he's familiar and because he's defensively useful, but, like, he's nothing as a hitter. And, you know, I don't know. Like Last last
1: year, we had had Mike Ford as, like, the go-to pinch hitter in the postseason. Yeah, exactly. Should it have been Clint in that spot? For sure, but for whatever reason, it was
3: Mike Ford. Because and, he was a left-handed yeah. hitter against the right-handed yeah. pitcher,
1: well, but that's the problem
3: is that you, you don't have logic. someone who's. I mean, Clint had a good enough year that you can make the argument that um, he bucked the trend of the the splits, right? But I mean, you need someone who's um, who who's not affected by that, right? Or someone who's strong enough mm-hmm. on the left hand side, then you you feel comfortable with that rather than just feel like you have to settle for Mike Ford. Yeah, I don't
4: remember what the like context was. Around that particular one, like how Clint was playing at the time, but I feel like at some point that's how you kind of just outsmart yourself. Where it's I mean, like, he
3: had a home run in what game one or game two of that series. So it wasn't like, that went like yeah. 800 feet. Eight, yeah. Eight, yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: no, it's like how you it's I don't know, like you kinda of outsmart yourself where it's just like we'll take, you know, an opposite handed hitter because it's the opposite hand, even though we're leaving right. a clearly superior mm-hmm. player like, of the exactly. same hand on the bench. Go with,
1: like go with the better player. Go with the better hitter. Yeah. Hit.
4: Like, always go with a
1: better player, yeah. Right.
4: But oh, he's gone in A now, so.
3: For now.
1: For <laughs> now. Don't conjure <laughs> that. Don't bring that up on us. F. Uh, Guys, second base, DJ LeMay. He also, the, I should mention the backup first baseman, right? Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot, of, I'm sure, like, every other uh, game late, we're going to see a DJ at first, Tyler Wade at guys, second. I'm going to sound eight the alarm
4: the on DJ LeMahieu because he Uh-oh. only hit, like, two-something in spring training. That matters. You're going right? to be that guy? Yep. Um, you know, Wait, gee, guys, have we decided time. on whether or
1: not spring training oh, really man. matters? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, see, like, that's the thing. Spring training only matters when you want it to matter. It's like 80-90% yeah. of the time, it's like, ah, yeah, it's just so many shit. But then you see a stat of a guy you either love or hate. That fits your narrative and you're like oh well you know what oh, spring trap. training yeah. is the most important thing in the world uh yeah so dj LeMahieu. uh yeah I, I believe they have him the odds makers have him 10th among uh most likely to win al mvp um so there's that 25 to 1 odds i mean he could go around and win the
4: batting title again he doesn't need yep. to win mvp Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um,
4: I think if he
2: wins the batting title again, though, and he puts up a, a new year like he did in 2019, I think he's got a very good chance. Right? Yeah, I think he'll be top three.
4: As I mean, if he you you just hit, 20 hit 20 I could see it. a few yeah. more home runs, then he'd probably get stronger consideration just because of like optics and I mean, how people. home runs in
1: 2019. I, I feel like for him to have to win MVP, the Yankees would obviously, I'm, I'm not wishing this on the Yankees. But they would have to have just terrible injury luck again. He's kind of like the only, because remember, last, he was like the only guy he, he, he the last couple of years who like didn't the get hurt.
2: point of last year, basically. Right.
1: Like he was saying. just like the only guy of the last couple of years who's just been there and just, you know, been yeah. has been raking consistently. Hasn't been riddled to the IL. So yeah, I, I feel like that would have to happen for him to win MVP. But I definitely could see him finishing top five and voting if he just rakes like he has, you know, in the past yeah. couple of years. Um, but yeah, DJ is going to be obviously very important, you know, he's back up first. But he might be the first base. If Jay Bruce is that bad, he might just be the first baseman for a few weeks. We'll, we'll see. I mean, he could play
4: <laughs> uh, He could play everywhere, though. That's the great thing. He could oh, play yeah.
1: well, not shortstop, I guess. In theory,
4: he could probably fuck around and play shortstop for a little bit, but like, you know, first, second, and third.
1: And hashtag for, MVP. Hashtag MVP. For your information, they <clears throat> they have DJ is the most likely to lead the right uh, Regular season and hits, along with Trey Turner. So see, I don't know. I don't uh,
3: We'll get to that later on, but I don't. Know. Right. Trey don't know Turner pre-injury, like because DJ walks a lot too. I mean, he does. He's a guy I, who's who he going to lead the league in batting plus. average, but mm-hmm. yeah, but a guy who's going to be okay taking walks is you're going to give up five, ten hits to mm-hmm. get on base twenty more times, right? And yeah, so I would true. say a guy like Tim Anderson or Whit Merrifield are our favorites for the hit crown, but it's getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what the hell oh, Andrew, you come on, man. Andrew. Don't spoil it, Andrew. Uh third base, let's go. Gio Thershella, the most happy fella. Um I really don't think there's like much to talk about with Geo. I think, nah. you know, he's gonna play a good third base. He's gonna, you know, provide some power here and there, some he's timely be, hits. He's
2: gonna he's gonna be one of the better eight nine hitters in the game.
1: Yep. Absolutely. I think like people like I know this is gonna happen already. Like if Gio's hitting, like let's say we're in July, or August, and Gio's hitting like two thirty, like three thirty BP, and like twelve homers, people to be like, yo, what the hell, with Gio? It's like that's he's, how he he's, started. Yeah, that's he, how he started in twenty twenty, and then he really heated up towards the yeah, end. No, but end. I, I'm just saying, well, if, he, if he's not like hitting like 20, 25 plus home, people are gonna be like, yo, I Gio's not that good. It's like look, yeah. like, he's like what when he came here, what he was offensively, like he, we knew he wasn't gonna keep that up, you know, and that's fine, like, but as long as he plays a great third base. And just you know, it was like like you said, he's gonna be an eight-nine hitter. It's like, man, if we could get 15 home runs out of our eight-nine hitter, with you know, just not not like a, as long as your are eight-nine hitter, is not just like a total black hole in your lineup. Yeah, you're good. And he's oh, when he's a great fielder as well. Weight, exactly, you know? exactly. So yeah, Gio – The
4: team though, you know, like it, you know, Geo did it in 2019. He hit, I can't remember how, exactly the number of home runs, but this C N C team is. Just reminds me of like the 2009-2010 era Yankees where they would have like six or seven guys
3: hit 20
1: or more home runs. Yeah, he hit 21 in 2019.
3: Yeah, this is a guy who hit fourth, fifth, sixth in the lineup a lot of times when Mm -hmm. there was people injured. If he's hitting eighth or ninth for you, I I mean, this is (laughs) is the guy who in 2020 had uh, an OPS plus of 137. Yeah, uh, guy can rake, and if you're getting that at the out of the eighth spot of your lineup, that's already a huge leg up than most other lineups.
1: Absolutely, um, but yeah, I'm not expecting uh, Geo to rake, but if he, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. If we're he not, we're,
2: you know, we're not expecting Geo to be an MVP candidate who's the second coming of Nolan Arenado. If he can just um,
1: continue, I mean, I don't know if you're and I am. Uh, that's... I mean, well,
4: defensively, then... <laughs> he's as good as anyone though. So like, yeah. that's he's valuable enough. You know, considering that you had God bless him, you know, Anduhar and whoever else, like mm. you know, he's valuable enough in that, but like, you know, not to say anything you get as a bonus, like he's hit pretty well, so he could have some expectations, but you know, not a, like he's your eighth or ninth hitter, like you guys were saying. Like he'll hit you know, for a decent average and hit fifteen or whatever home runs and play elite defense, like what more could you really ask for?
1: Ab- absolutely. Um shortstop guys, Glaber. Glaber. Baby Glaber, um, we got have... gritted
4: teeth emoji on this one.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, we have a big Glaber stand in our blog. Uh, shout out to Max. Um, yeah, Glaber—they have Glaber ninth amongst most likely to win AL MVP, just ahead of DJ. Which I—I I was a little surprised by that, but then you just kind of forget. Like Glaber's potential is just like out of this world. Like, like Glaber.
2: You got to think back to twenty nineteen, where yeah, when you he almost hit forty
1: home runs. He almost Uh, hit forty home runs. He is only twenty four years old. Yeah, yeah, it's like he is only insert this Glaber's age because that's he's a week younger. He's
2: a week younger than I am, and that will never not make me feel bad. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's
1: like where, where, what are you doing in your life? I'm currently uh, sitting at a computer talking about <laughs> him. Yep. So that's yep. what it hitting is. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, but Glaber, yeah, I mean, the
3: thing about yeah. Glaber is, you know, you're going to look at his stat line from last year and be like, oh, he was all right. But people forget how brutal he was to start the season. Like a lot of players, mm-hmm. he yeah. came into spring training in great shape. Put on some weight in the offseason because players didn't know that they were going to have to play, right? But over yes. his last 25 games, I have it up right MLB, here.
2: MLB uh, did such a terrible job of letting players know that they basically gave them two or three weeks to get back in shape once right they had but look, to look.
3: look, season look season. As of August 12th, he was hitting 161. Yeah. And then finished the season hitting 300 with a 411 on base percentage and slugging 463. So yeah. he turned on the Jets fast to end yeah. the season. And if he can carry that production into a, a full year this year, I, I, he's a lock to to put up big big numbers, and if he can figure out his defense, then yeah, I mean, why not?
4: He just has to basically do exactly what he did to the Orioles in 2019, but to everyone.
1: That yeah, that well, would be. Well, nice. that, I
4: mean that that that's Babe
1: Ruth stuff. But... Ninety ninety home runs.
4: <laughs> I mean, in 2018 he hit 271, and 2019 he hit 278, and the year you know last year was a, a washout, you know with. Not being in shape or anything, but like almost hitting forty home runs and batting two eighty, like I could see very much why he'd be an MVP. You know, on the yeah. list, on the short list, like that's, And we talk about MLB potentially
3: deadening the ball this year. Um, labor is really good at, at launch angle and doing yeah. it without digging his heels in and completely getting all out of balance with the swing. I he is he should have no problem continuing to hit for tons of power, even if they do deaden the ball.
4: Like maybe I am just a skeptic. But I don't think I think MLB is. No, I'm like Uh. all right. I'll I'll one in the wheelhouse. I'm a grumpy old man. There you go. There we go. (laughs) I think MLB deadening the ball is a bunch of bullshit. I don't think they're actually doing that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. They've even done studies already where it's like, yeah, the ball's like it's not even that much of a difference. Which yeah, like, I, I mean, know the, the ball I should said, be a little. The ball should be a little juiced. Like I, I, I'm cool with it. Like just don't say anything, MLB. You know, just yeah, like, you just no, don't
3: want you just, you don't, just don't want the hell of out of to yeah, end up exactly. 380 feet from home plate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like we, I,
4: I read that article in the Ringer that, like this morning about you know the pitchers. You know they 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 did a lot of studies of the ball, but they said even just off of quotes from like Blake Snell and Garrett Cole, both of whom had really good spring trainings, but they were saying like they felt the ball was more consistent, you know, they could get a better feel for the seams or whatnot. Like how that translates to deadening or not deadening, I guess we don't really know. But I don't think I think MLB is just bullshitting. I think they're like since they it's, played it's, cool you're, for you're, so you're long say,
2: You're saying it's pretty much more of a PR thing than
4: Actually, I mean, them actually like, doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's Major League Baseball. They don't have to, like they can't find their ass with two hands as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> Gee, are, are, is what you're saying that you're not a big fan <laughs> of uh, Rodman, Fred? <laughs> don't, I mean, don't say it. Don't say I'm it. not. But it's like I just think it's like, I don't know.
1: Well, anyways, it. but That's let's move.
4: To,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, is, agree I agree with you. I agree with you. That it's a cloud hour. Yep. Old man yells at Cloud. I agree with you that it's definitely just PR and they're probably not doing shit with the baseball. So that's, that's very likely. Um, guys, let's move to the outfield and let's start with the starting left fielder. Br- nope, actually, it's Clint Frazier. Clint <laughs> Frazier will be the starting left fielder. And I, I know a lot of fans are happy about that. And, you know, it's rightfully so because, look, he, he's a clear better pitter. He's a guy that has a potential to hit 30 homers, 100 RBIs, and he's he's vastly look. He showed last year; he's vastly improved his defense, right? Yeah. He was a Gold Glove finalist in the outfield last. Obviously, didn't win a Gold Glove, but you know he was a very good defensive player last year. Like I, small sample size, of course, but he's really improved in the outfield, and obviously, he's got that legendary bat speed that we all know about. So, what are we thinking about Clint this year? What's he gonna do? Can we also it's just, honestly, have just
4: like the amount of pride that we felt when Cashman came out just before spring and named him the starting.
2: Yeah, no, that the was starting outfielder. Yeah. Like, what a that cool be
1: Such a cool SCA moment. moment was, like... The fact that Cashman came out and said it was very cool. You know, that's
3: usually mm-hmm. like a boon thing to be like, "Oh yeah, Clint will be left." But
1: like well, Cash
3: that, coming
4: out,
1: today,
2: that's cool. such a like vote of confidence for him too.
3: Mm-hmm. Especially because he's been in in trade rumors every year. I mean, not yeah. so much last year, but. Even of, as recently as 2019, right? Um, it's like, oh, the Yankees got to go out and get a starting pitcher. Who are you going to trade? Well, I would trade Clint. And, like, and now I feel like the, the fan base turned like he's untouchable. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. You're sa- you're, wait, wait. You're saying we shouldn't have traded Clint for Robbie Ray? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, Robbie Is that Ray has RA been like
4: six over the past two years.
1: You're telling me Matthew Boyd for Clint straight up wasn't a good deal for us at the time? It still wouldn't be. I don't know. The don't Yankees tax. Yep. Um, but yeah, really excited about Clint being the everyday left fielder. Obviously, um, Guardy, Talk, they'll be they'll be around. They'll be in rotation. <clears> you know, Boone loves to switch out the outfield. He likes to give guys days off. So,
3: and like you mentioned before cool. about standout performers from from spring training, Mike Talkman was one of our <laughs> better hitters. Again, yeah. t- take everything with a grain of salt because it's spring training. But he was in a battle for for that last roster spot and was potentially at risk of being traded, right? They didn't want to DFA him, and yeah. him for nothing if they I mean, if they took Bruce over him, but Talkman went out and, and, and showed up in spring training. He he was awesome.
4: I'll be Honestly, really interested I'm... to see how they, how they do with him, just, you know, not that it's going to be a priority to get him playing time. Like, it's definitely good that he was hitting in spring, but I don't know, like, you know, because Boone had already kind of said you know, that Gardner is going to play consistently, they're going to rotate him, like, you know, so I don't know. I'll just be interested to see. But it's obviously better for the team if you can put him in as the
3: yeah, but but whatever, Gardner's fifth gonna get starts in center field when when they want to give Hicks the day off. Well, I guess Togman could do that too. Gardner's gonna be
2: when they want to give Gardner's gonna be the you know the fourth outfielder when, and Yeah, Hicks he's can, gonna go in.
3: Boone a lot has of always times. been
2: one who he always wants to give guys days off. So. Yep. He's going yeah, to be uh, given. Judge stays off, judge single day.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah especially with I think the, the Yankees are, are are best suited having no one play more than like 150 games. This no, year.
2: and I agree with mm-hmm. that because Gardner has also shown that like if he gets consistent playing time, like last year, the more consistent time he got, he was he was one of the Yankees' better hitters down the stretch last year.
4: Yeah, he's kind of done that the last couple of years, where he just starts yeah. off like brutally bad and then gets better. So.
1: And yes, I'm I'm, the, I'm I have go. no
2: problem with Gardner getting semi consistent playing time because he, even though he's older now, he really is a good player still. He's yep. a good guy to have off the bench as your fourth outfielder. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of like a three and a half outfielder because yeah. he definitely is still, he would still be starting on a number of teams because he's still that good. I and we like... saw this past offseason that there was. Teams that tried to get him away from the Yankees too, like there were as
4: the um like the resident Gardner skeptic of I don't know many years you know like I've softened that stance a little bit in recent years because I don't know it kind of come to the realization just like how useful a player, but I think and that's what you've seen in Clint Frazier just because of the stuff that he's said you know when Gardner signed back and automatically we all go to be like oh well he's going to take his playing time he's going to this and that and the other thing like. Clint was just so legitimately happy to have him back. Mm. You know, they had that funny thing with, like, the mock, you know, turtleneck, you know, cold top thing last year. Like, (laughs) I feel like you can't really, you know, quantify. Like, you can't really tell until you hear them, all of them, even if it's not an or just a teammate, talk about Gardner and just his, like, you know what he means, what his role for them all is in the clubhouse as a leader, as the longest tenured Yankee, I feel like you can't really quantify that, but it's really important to them all.
1: Absolutely. It's so it's such a good point, man. Um the center fielder, the part time golfer, Aaron Hicks. Um <laughs> part time No, honestly, I I'd say that. what he's famous to, for. I don't know if I don't know if you guys uh you know know golf that well, but Aaron Hicks drove the green on like a 400-yard par four, which like most pros can't even do. I mean, so, his I mean the guy is gigantic. Just, Like the guy gigantic. That's has not even in- that surprising, from being honest. He, the guy has a career in golf after baseball. Like, honestly, he, he's that good. But yeah, uh, look, Aaron Hicks obviously had the super-fast recovery from uh, Tommy John on his uh, left shoulder. He came back and, you know, it wasn't 100% last year. But- I'm sorry, did you say
3: left shoulder? <laughs> Um,
1: edits this out, yeah. But Aaron Hicks, look, the walk king himself, the god out of everything
3: <laughs>
1: pimps every walk, gotta love it. But he pimps we... everything, let's be honest.
4: Well, I'm really excited to see what he does hitting third, just because you know, I, I mean, you mind don't wanna, him like
2: hitting third. I know there's so many people that are like, Hicks shouldn't be hitting third, but like, I really don't mind him. I think it would be much better if him and judge switched honestly like and that way you have Mm -hmm. dj and hicks they have the potential to be on baseball for judge and stan i think that's a better construction but having him third is not the end of the world because it's still kind of the same thing but i mean i just i don't really understand all the outrage about it because you know, Hicks Because DJ is yeah.
3: driving in runs, uh, and so you don't want him leading off, and then having Hicks, who walks, come up with people already on base. So he's not going to drive. It's it's stupid. And, and I'll tell you what, yeah. Lindsey Adler that just really apply piece to in the lineup athletic lineup on
1: this. Such a good
3: yeah, yeah. So there was there was an article, I, I believe it was Lindsay Adler wrote it, and it talking about how um, the Yankees doing non-conventional, thing, you know, non-by-the-book things is actually like brilliant. Like them yeah. doing, you know, everyone you see on Twitter is like, well, DJ leading off doesn't make sense i don't know baseball like like for the that exact reason is why the yankees shouldn't do that right they, they should keep him leading off and, and it was actually uh, a really thought-provoking article so i agree with you alex i i think hicks could potentially slide in at number two uh, mm-hmm. just so you get righty lefty righty to start the lineup and then yeah. you have judge in in, in yeah. the money spot but i've
2: never been a fan of judge at yeah. second just because well, judge is such a power threat and i think yeah, having uh, him uh, at second is kind of wasting his RBI
1: opportunities. Yeah. 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 I well, was that's about just to like say, transparently like, analytical, you know. Look, call, call me a boomer, but like your best hitter You're should a boomer. be batting third. You know, yeah, like you th- the best hitter should be batting third. Yeah. That's kind of just.
2: Well, and I know it's kind of like a new age thing to have your best hitter batting second, but like Josh Donaldson won an MVP batting second.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
4: yeah.
1: I think
2: that's Trout, the majority of one season, I think it was 2019 he batted second for the majority of the season. So it's not a, you know, uncommon thing for the Angus.
3: Well, what country. was the 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 date on that, that batting second as opposed to batting third, you get like 13 extra or something like yeah, that at-bats like, over the course yeah. of the season, just on average? And right. well, that meant it seemed like a lot in the vacuum, but if you're talking about someone like Mike Trout, who's arguably the best hitter on the planet, you want those extra at-bats.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Hicks... Um... The walking himself. Uh, I, look, I Hicks, like Hicks and Geo, to me are like the same kind of like category. I think we know what we're getting out of both those guys yeah. offensively. You know, as like long as not... they
2: stay healthy, we're not expecting them to be the best. Yeah. In they the both.
1: Game at their they position. both have high floors and kind of like low ceilings. Like you just know exactly. what you're going to get from them. You know they're not going to be absolutely awful. But they're, they're going to get on base. Very
2: solid mm-hmm.
1: players. Yeah. Exactly. Um, right field. Uh, you guys know who's playing right field this year. Just some I loser.
3: No clue from being a <laughs> loser.
1: Um yeah, Aaron Judge. Uh obviously we forty eight hours ago we thought he was dead. So I'm glad that we're doing a preview for him. That's not doom and gloom. Um yeah, he that
3: that was, that was just like such such a stressful
1: day. That was just so Like it was just so like it was like I feel like if this happened two years ago, like there would be like a good portion of Yankee sweater that was like, come on, you guys are being ridiculous. But like with all that's happened, like everyone was freaking out. Everyone and even was w- like, oh, even when the news again. came out, it was like, oh, no, you guys were well, we were 100 percent right to freak out. Like we don't regret freaking yeah. out at all, even though we were completely wrong, because like we we were convinced that something bad happened. But apparently judge is fine. He just had a little cold, probably seasonal allergies. And yeah, he's the starting right fielder. Um, This is look, man we could talk about Judge and, like, oh, he's going to do offensively, defensively. Look, he's got to stay on the field. Like, that's it. Like, that's literally it. He's got to stay on the field. The number for me is, I think, like, 125 games. Like, that's kind of the number. Like, if you you told me right now, okay, Judge is going to play 130 games. It's like, okay, that means that there's probably not, there's not going to be a major injury, right? Because if there's a major injury, that means he's missing at least two months, which is, you know, 40, 50 games, give or take. Yeah, exactly. So... It, if he just plays 125 plus games, I'm happy. Like that's all, that's all I'm looking for. That's all I mm. need from judge. Because look, we know that, I mean, even if he's healthy as hell all year, Boone's probably going to sit him 15, 20 games, you know, there's yeah. no way he's going to play like 160, 162 games. And There's no way I, I could see
3: and, Max and more playing forty five games. More importantly than him playing X number of games, uh, you know, we've actually convinced ourselves cause he's been hurt in September and come back like a week or two before this, the, the playoffs and he got healthy, got a couple of bats. He looked good, you know, hit a home run early on in in the playoffs. We're like, Oh, we're good. And then he kind of quietly fades away. Right. Mm -hmm. I think something like that could be avoided if he's just playing every day all of September and he carries a lot of momentum.
2: Well, and that's the the thing the the last two years, he's been kind of quiet in the playoffs. And I feel like a lot of that is based off the fact that he really has not gotten consistent playing time. Because of injury, right,
3: right before the playoffs, right.
2: Exactly. It's different with 2018 because he came back from his wrist injury right before the playoffs started, and then he hit three mm-hmm. home runs. And I don't. I think that's more just kind of an anomaly. But yeah, he really Thank just. Thank you, has... David
3: Price, for that. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. David Price and Liam Hendricks and uh, relief
1: pitcher David, David. Price. Did Was it a <laughs>
2: No, it's off of Kimbrel.
1: Uh, I'm a okay. game one. Yep. He run off yeah, but honestly, like that's really it with Judge. It's just he has got to stay healthy. Like yeah, that's no, it. Like, like, no, it's
2: impossible for us as fans to not love Judge. But it's at the point where he's gone three consecutive seasons with a injury that cost him a good portion of the season. Mm-hmm. It's like every single year except. With the except since his rookie year, he has missed a good part of the season. And it's gotten to the point where you look at it and you're like, okay, when is he going to get injured? So, Mm -hmm. and Judge is the type of guy that when he's on the field, he is the Yankees' best player.
3: Yeah. I don't think that's up for dispute. Yeah.
2: No, but he really just has to stay healthy. And if he does, the Yankees are a completely different team if they have a healthy Judge for the entire season.
1: Yep, and just honestly to perfectly segue, we we'll the last offensive player we'll do is the DH, John Carlos Stanton, another guy who needs to stay healthy because look, he showed us last postseason what he could do when he's healthy. Yeah. Man, the guy could literally has the potential to be the best hitter in baseball. The guy hit you know almost twenty home runs in a month a few years ago. Like one he's got that type of skill and that type of power. But one another guy I've that really has to noticed, stay healthy.
2: One thing I really noticed with Stanton this spring is the fact that he even though like his spring numbers are good, but he only has one home run. And like, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting, would be expecting him to hit more, but he, anytime he connected with the ball this spring, it seemed like that ball was minimum 110 miles an hour. Like he makes contact so hard with the ball that it's impossible to, really judge how good of a season he could have with the Yankees if he also manages to stay healthy because he could put up another 50 home run season if yeah, easily. he stays healthy because he just makes contact so well he just has to make contact that's right. his big problem because he does strike out a lot but on the other hand he is ju- he's such a good hitter huh. that his exit velocities are so high, and any ball he hits has the potential of going out. Yep. So, and like you saw in the playoffs last year, how the first home run he hit in game one against the Indians, um, that ball was just destroyed, and it got out in like two or three seconds.
1: The, the ones he was hitting out in Petco were just just insane. Yeah, yeah. just Literally, the one he hit the one he hit off
2: last now was unbelievable. Yeah.
1: And they said that ball went one
4: like four hundred nah, and thirty feet. I was they, like, No, you, you, guys, know, are, no, you guys are That's full. why
1: we that's why we don't trust that cast for a uh, lot for yeah. those home run distances. <clears> I know I don't. No. Like but, like that ball Judge hit against the Mets uh, a couple years ago. Like that ball went six hundred feet. I don't need yeah. StatCast to tell me that. You know? I I I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> but yeah. The, honestly, that you know, that's pretty much all. Obviously, like you know, I don't think Higgy Wade. Like we, we don't need to previous them. No, I think you know, we, we know what we're getting, we know what we're getting out of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's move to pitching. Um, start with the. Let's just do the whole rotation. Uh, right now, the five man like they, they might do a six man rotation at some point and give Cole normal rest. Like there's been talk about that, but for now, the five man rotation is a guy named Garrett Cole. I think he's might be okay. Corey Kluber. Gumby, Jamison Tyon, and Domingo Herman. So, guys, how how we obviously look? Cole, but we're I, Cole's another guy where it's like not much to say about him. We know what we're getting at. We know, probably know what we're getting out of him. Really, only thing about him, just try to keep the home runs down a little bit. We know he's still going to give up home runs. That's kind of just like yeah. his style. But just like last year, there you know he was there was a stretch where he was giving up like two, three home runs every game. He had a he had a rough maybe,
2: stretch last year. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe cut down on that a little bit, but. That's that's really, yeah, I think we know we're getting out of Cole. it was really just three the, starts with currently... Cole, right? Yeah, there's yeah well, the
2: I one mean, against... three
1: starts was like twenty five. And the worst
2: one was the one against Atlanta. Yeah, that was. I was about to say that was bad.
1: When it was that when Anderson like shut us out. I think so. You know? Yeah, that
2: was his debut, and he threw like seven mm-hmm. shutouts. That
1: was a <laughs> one, double. I think... That was a doubleheader day, right? So it was yep. probably a like
3: seven inning game. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty
1: sure he only allowed like one or two hits. Yeah, okay. dude's yeah. nasty. It was. It um, was... Yeah, guys. Uh, you know, the, the, for me. And obviously, I think we're ending the show with this, but I'll just say this now. I'm most interested and most intrigued about this Yankee season with just the rest of the rotation other than Cole. Yeah. Like, I am so intrigued. and so in- Like, who's going to, like, look, Corey Kluber. He, here's a guy who could, you know, uh, re-catch fire, right? And be, not, I mean, obviously, we're not expecting him to win the Cy Young, but you know, he could be like a really good number two for us, or he could just be terrible and be Kluber throwing 89 the, mile per hour fastballs.
2: Kluber's the one for me that is kind of the X factor of the rotation, because mm-hmm. someone like Herman, we've seen him in the rotation before. We're not expecting huge things out of him, but he, if he can be, you know, he throws a 100, 150 innings this year as a starter, um, has a, you know, four high three ERA. That's Honestly, perfect.
1: Yeah, hey, him surgery. and him and Gumby are like kind of hey, the him same and Gumby. Vote. Yeah,
2: the two of them, that's kind of what we we would be perfectly fine with that. Tyon, I think coming off of Tommy John surgery, he's gonna be a little bit rusty, and the Angus are gonna be a little bit cautious with him. He won't necessarily have an innings limit because I don't. I think he said he's I not gonna about have to, one.
1: Mm-hmm, I was about to say I I don't think he'll have an innings limit, but I could definitely see them just giving him like a Skipping little break. A start. Like, like yeah, how, like how they're doing. They're having him. Well, they're
3: doing that already. Start. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. skip
2: a start every now and then, just to keep him fresh. Kluber, on the other hand, though he's older, he hasn't pitched in pretty much two years, and he has had his off and on moments in spring training. So I think he's one. He could be a serviceable pitcher. He's not. You know, I don't think anyone's expecting him to be 2017 Corey Kluber. But he could also be. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. He could also be (laughs) a like, eh, like a Michael Pineda in twenty sixteen type of picture. Don't put that out there. Yeah, I was about
1: to say he could be a Michael Pineda. Like, nope, sorry, yeah, not good. Or he could
2: literally just, you know, be an absolute bust. Right. Like we don't know what he's going to be, and the better he is, the the you know it goes without saying. But the better he is the better the Yankees are. The worse he is, the Yankees are in a terrible position because mm-hmm. they invested eleven million dollars into Kluber to be their number two starter.
1: Until and, I mean, um, assuming Seve comes back and can not yeah, retake but, but it's yeah, just for the foreseeable future because Seve ain't gonna be back for a while.
2: And Seve's not going to step in and be you mm-hmm. know, a seven-inning, lights-out starting right. pitcher the second he comes back, because he also hasn't pitched in two years. Yep. Kluber's pitched a little bit more than Seve has, if you think about it. He's just come back earlier. So, like, I... Luigi, I know how you said you're very intrigued by the rotation. I'm just very anxious by <laughs> yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that.
2: Because it feels it, to me like a ticking look, time bomb. Look, it, I don't think there's any chance in hell that this rotation make the Yankees rotation looks exactly how it does now
3: well look, even and, if they are healthy that's probably not likely because you have guys like well, and, King yeah, and, and Garcia yeah. with, No, and I get so. that.
2: I'm just saying I I think it's almost inevitable that something major happens to the rotation no. during the season.
1: Like I Alex, think... like you're looking at this rotation and there's a good chance that once you get past Cole yeah four average to below average pitchers exactly like there's a good that that's like a real possibility, like, so well, I guess if that's the about, case, it's like well, uh, it's like
2: the most he's about the biggest given the Yankees have on their team, not just on the not just on the rotation on the team, but after that, you have no idea what Kluber's going to be, you have no idea what Tyon's going to be. You really have no idea what Gumby's going to be just because he ha- he has not pitched that much. He pitched some last year, and he's so unpredictable because sometimes he has games where he looks lights out, and the others he throws a hundred pitches in three and two thirds innings.
1: Yeah, and Gumby's at the stage of his career where you know it's like you know he's been in the league for like a little bit of time now. He's getting to like veteran status a, yeah. a tad bit, and you know a lot of times when guys are at that stage and they're just okay for their first few years, teams start to figure them out. And all exactly. of a sudden they go from OK to just being bad. And like, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Gumby, but like it wouldn't be the most shocking thing. Cause, and the thing, you know, he's a good pitcher, that, but like he doesn't exactly have like, you know, wow stuff and like blow that's, it by what, I, stuff. that's
2: what I was just going to say. It was like, he's not like Cole, where Cole has just lights out stuff where even if people figure him out and hit a solo home run off and that's not going to make or break the game. Gumby, on the other hand, does not have anything that's overpowering. He has good stuff that he uses his control to get people out on, but when he doesn't have his control, that's when he starts throwing thirty pitches an inning. So mm-hmm. if the if the league starts catching up to him and starts predicting what he's going to throw, that's when he starts having starts of two and a third, six runs, ninety pitches thrown. So yeah. he, and the same thing with Herman, where twenty nineteen he had some unbelievable starts. And then he also had the one in Minnesota where he gave up eight runs
3: And like two innings, right?
2: Yeah, um, and he also didn't pitch at all last year because of his uh DV problems, which I, yeah. we're not going to go into. Yeah.
4: Gumby, no, he's got to be that quintessential uh, crafty lefty.
2: Herman does.
4: No, it's a Gumby.
2: Oh, okay.
1: I was talking about <laughs> Vermont. That's yeah, what I was, I was like, oh, I was like, oh man, Gumby has DV problems too. Jeez. that's just, not what you want. Not what you want. Yeah, yeah. And you just dropped go- his left hand last year. With the
2: Yankees uh, rotation, too, you could also go as far to say that with uh, Davy Garcia, you again, you don't know what you're getting with him because he is a
1: rookie. Mm-hmm. You know? obviously they sent they obviously he's in AAA now. Uh, He's at the That's alt site right now until AAA AAA Yeah, but
2: he's definitely going to be. I would say he definitely will be with the major league. Yeah,
1: team I, uh, yeah, I can uh, see him uh, in a few starts this year. I keep saying, oh, he's in Triple A, but it's like, oh, he's actually at the alt site because Triple A doesn't start for like a month. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, be, Luigi, you
2: you hit the nail on the head by saying it's basically Cole and then you.
3: A bunch of question point. marks. But there's it's the different point. than what we've had in, in other years where the. You, know, you you were two, three deep, and then kind of praying for rain on some other days. Uh, yeah. There's at the least there's more upside with this, right? So That's Tanaka, just, we right. kind of we kind of knew what we got. Tanaka if had a higher floor.
2: The, if they if their luck completely turns around, you have a Cy candidate in Cole, a former two time Cy Young winner in Kluber,
0: mm-hmm.
2: a guy with a lot of potential in Tyon, another guy with a lot of potential in Herman. One of the Yankees' top prospects in Garcia and Schmidt, and
3: and King. then oh by the way, you're gonna get Severino back. Severino,
2: mm-hmm. and then you have then you have Montgomery in there as a. And that's all before
3: team. any any potential trade deadline acquisition Yankees, as well. Right. Yeah, right.
2: The, or the Yankees could be looking at someone like Herman Marquez. Right.
3: Oh God.
1: Or Madison Baumgarner. Oh. Don't you dare.
4: <laughs> what about <laughs> Jeff Peterson? Oh,
1: there you go too. There we name. go. 2018 vibes. Hey, John, um, he,
4: since hit like
2: eight, he hit like eight home
1: yeah, runs. Yeah, but he, didn't he tie the spring training record for home runs? <laughs>
2: I thought <laughs> he, I don't think he tied it. I think Brian has it with nine.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah, for yeah, the he, purposes he of Sonic.
2: this
4: conversation, spring training now matters, and yep. we should have acquired Jock Peterson. Yep.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. There should be like a, a light, like, okay, now we're talking. Now spring training matters. The light um, is on. <laughs> Uh, Guys, let's look at the bullpen. Um, We're going to run through the Yankees' bullpen uh, currently real quick. Uh, Darren O'Day, Mike King, Lucas Lickie, who, I mean, like we were talking about him earlier, he's got some good stuff. Uh, Nick Nelson, Johnny Lasagna, Justin Wilson, who's hurt, Chad Green, Zach Britton, who's hurt, and Chappie, who's suspended for opening day. Um... How are we feeling? How are we feeling about our bullpen? Uh, we don't have to go through each guy, but yeah, how are we feeling about our bullpen this year, guys? Not, yeah, I'm gonna three say three lefties not, in their
4: bullpen, great. and none yeah, like, of them are available on opening day.
1: Yeah, that, that, or Lucas Leakey, but obviously he probably will be off. You know, well, I mean, off as as once Wilson comes back, the original back. blueprint. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Uh, look, man, this is probably the first year since, like, man, the first year in probably like six, seven years that I'm just not feeling great about the bullpen. Yeah, uh, year. We're, because even in those dark years, play, like the Yankees' not best not part of the team was the bullpen. Yeah, you know? well, honestly. well, it's because
3: you guys, Luigi, you forgot to name the X factor and the bullpen, and that's Luis Sessa. Oh, and I forgot. How, oh, yeah, could, how yeah, could, yeah. could I forget? Come on, guys. Louis. Can Louis we be absolutely sure the
2: pod that he was the guy you know we
1: were both excited for. I'm looking at you know it's so funny. I'm looking at the screenshot now, and I literally just cut off the like. I cropped it and I cut off Louis Sessa's <laughs> name. And I'm just like, I just, Can I guys
4: like. I was going through and it all. You sit here tell memory. me honestly like, that that no one man in the bullpen knows and does his job better than Louis Sessa. I mean, if his
3: job is being average, then yeah, no one is he's better than him. He's the last does. man.
4: He's as soon as the game becomes a blowout, he starts throwing because he knows his ass is going in the game. Like he's the last man, and he knows it at this point. It's the only reason he's on the team.
1: Okay, let's just let's just hope that uh, Louis Sessa doesn't come like the third option out of the bullpen at any point this year. I could definitely see that happening. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just... <laughs> he's the Yankees closer tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
4: Uh, that's, that it's like the good. last day of the season when you know Joe Joe Torre used to let Jorge Posada manage and like do all sorts of wacky stuff, like doing just going to pick tomorrow and be like, yeah, well, it's Chapman suspended, so Luis Sessa's our closer,
1: or or like <laughs> or like in college baseball when they let the senior play like every position, like Luis Sessa just plays every position in a game.
3: <laughs>
4: oh heaven forbid!
3: Oh, no, so, but yeah. but to bring it back to your original question, Luigi, uh, I actually. I agree. There's more uncertainty in the bullpen than there's been in previous years, but I also think that there's a lot of of opportunity for, for upside, a lot of opportunity for, for surprises, um, specifically from um, Jonathan Loizaga and Nick Nelson. I think they're going to be um, X factors in, in what we're able to do. Uh, we, we already discussed Litke, and he was a really nice surprise. I think Darren O'Day is... Knock on wood, but he's a he's a lock for what he is, right? He's not going to be an elite mm-hmm. dominant
2: he's, he's reliever, not but he's be good. out. But he's going to be solid.
3: Yes, solid, and and, that, and that's exactly what they guy. needed yeah. for for less money than what they were getting from Adam Adamonovino last year, right? Britain, when he comes back healthy, hopefully he shows um, no no signs of of wear on on the elbow coming off the surgery, and he'll be fine. He's been an elite part of our bullpen since we acquired him. And Chapman, he was experimenting more with that that splitter. Uh, this spring training it's a filthy pitch So yeah. I, I know the stigma everyone's gonna be like Oh here comes Chapman to uh, blow the season On a home run like we've talked about it He's given up three home runs in his entire Postseason career and you can name them not even thinking About it yeah um, but outside of that I mean he's he's been everything we Needed him to be since we first got him
1: Yep Absolutely I'm like I said not As confident as I've been in the bullpen in years Past but I still think it'll be a good So more it's confident in this years? group Than I am in last year's group
2: yeah, it's not like their yeah. bullpen's just going to be an absolute dumpster fire this year, but it's not going to be the 2016 group that had Batanzas and Andrew Miller and Chapman in it, right? And, right. and which I think if then, you go no.
3: into the season expecting that, a you're a fool.
2: Exactly. No, we you have to go into the season expecting all right. Their bullpen's going to be decent, but not spectacular. The rotation has the and the the rotation has the potential to make up for that. Which is right, something they right. haven't had in recent years. It's been more, the Yankees' rotation's going to be okay, and their bullpen's going to be the factor that makes up for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was pretty much the uh, preview for the roster. Um, it's a damn good roster, I'd say. The only roster that's better is the Dodgers and maybe the Padres, but I'd still put what a you, roster over them. Luigi,
2: would which team could be better? Oh,
1: the Dodgers. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. <laughs> the good players on the Dodgers. Um, guys uh, throw a lot of uh, sliders throw a lot of sliders um, guys let's wrap up the show with some betting odds uh, right now this is a little quick betting overview for the Yanks odds to win the division they're minus 200 very very heavy favorites um, plus 230 to win the pennant plus 550 to win the World Series only second behind the Dodgers and then Dodgers. real quick go- Dodgers and then real quick over under guys for regular season wins 95.5 Yankees oh, getting a good number over. Yeah, he's go getting over. over or under. You're going over, over, Alex.
2: Yeah, I'm going over.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be over because I think the AL- I, I don't think, think the AL East will to be that
2: dramatically good. over, but I think they I think they'll go 96, 97. I, I just don't
1: think the Rays are going to be that good. Um, the Blue Jays will be okay. I don't. I think I think the ALEs just may not have another. I think the Rays and the
2: Jays will be good enough to the point where they'll both be in the 80s for wins, and that'll detract a few from the Yankees.
1: Yeah. Blue Jays are already
4: getting clapped by injuries, though. so That is true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't think there is. there might not be another playoff team in the ALEs. So, yeah, I'll go over. Um, let's go with some more over-unders. Uh, Aaron Judge, over-under, 34.5 home runs. Ooh. over
4: He's healthy.
1: It's really, That's the thing. This is the question. It's not like, oh, we all know if Judge is healthy, he's hitting 35 plus home runs. But is he staying healthy? 100 games played.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: If you're playing MLB the show, he's hitting hitting that in his league. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yes. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say he gets like 32, 33, plays like 130 games, and that would still be a good number, right? For if he's missing 30, 40 games.
2: I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna Yeah, like I'm gonna assume Judge misses like thirty, thirty-five games, hits yeah. like thirty three home runs, right? Uh which honestly so, I'd be fine with yeah, as long as yeah. he doesn't
2: miss half the season.
1: Exactly. So I'm gonna go slightly under just assuming he misses sometime. Um here's a good one. Judge and Stanton combined over under two hundred and ten point five games played. Hmm.
2: Oh, that's a good
3: one. Over. I'm gonna say over. Let's just, yeah, I'm let's gonna get say wild. over
2: on that too. I think I think Judge some time, but I think stands in line for a really good season.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna be optimistic. I'll go over too. Yeah. Um, it's been over fast so far. Garrett Cole over under 256 strikeouts. Under.
3: I don't That's think a, he's
2: gonna. I don't think he's gonna throw enough innings to hit that.
3: Yeah, I'll say. I was thinking under too. It's just a crazy number. Yeah. And yeah. if he goes out and th- I mean 230, right, would be still an incredible season. Yeah. That's, that's that's way below the line. So
1: um yeah, yeah, I'll go under. Um so, like I know he can throw 200 plus innings, but do do they really want it with our, with our bullpen depth? Like do they really want I yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're going innings? to Probably let not. him do that. Right. I agree. Um Aurelis Chapman over under 35 and a half saves. Way under. Under. Yeah. I'm gonna say over. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh. Okay, Andrew. Just Bold. depends on how many close
4: games, or if they're just like pulverized. Yeah, I mean, if
3: you think if you think the Yankees are gonna lose a bunch or win a bunch of games by six runs, then yeah, he's not gonna get that opportunity. But especially with Britain uh, on the shelf, like if Chapman's the guy, if he's healthy, he's getting every save opportunity.
1: It, <laughs> you know, true. it's crazy, and I, I I think I've said this last year on one of the episodes, but Aroldis Chapman has never had more than 40 saves in a season. Yeah, and that's Which why Which is I'm just wild. Like, he's had 30... I think he's had, like, 30... Between, like, 35 and 38, like, four I was going to say, he's had high 30s a yeah. lot. But, but he's never had more than four. Never had a 40-save season. Very yeah. odd. So yeah, that, I'll, that's I'll probably, why
2: I'm picking the under. I'm just kind of going with... I'll,
1: I'll like go over, because it'll probably be between, like, 36 and 39 again. So, I'll go over slightly. What was it,
2: 35 and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go under. Not by, not by much. I said way under just because I was exaggerating. But I think he'll get, like...
3: Thirty-three, thirty-four. Yeah. So then it's uh, just a, a, a
1: dart there at that point. Yeah, t- <laughs> Vegas—they're so good with these numbers, man. Like eighty percent of the props there, at least, like it will be within one or two at the end of the season. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's just unbelievable. Um, Glaber over under thirty point five home runs. Whatever.
4: I'm taking the I'm taking the over
1: on that. I'm taking over. I'm yeah. making Max proud right now. <laughs> Max, yeah, Max. If it was fifty point five, Max would take the over. Um, I'll go through real <laughs> quick. I'll go through real quick. The uh, so I said earlier that they have Glaber ninth and DJ tenth for MVP. odds AL. Uh, they have Judge fourth, and then the top three is Trout, Jose Breu and Alex Bregman. They
0: really so, have
1: Judge fourth. Yeah, uh, eleven to one odds Judge to win the MVP. Wow. Aaron Judge is that dude. I and mean, then- I know
2: if he's healthy, he should be that, but I just. I think that with the last three years, how much trouble he's had staying on the field, I feel like he'd mm-hmm. be lower just because yeah. people would have a lot less faith that he's actually going to play look, a full season.
1: Look, like I I recently just did my, you know, t- I'm in two fantasy baseball leagues. And like, look, I like wasn't drafting any Yankees because I don't trust any of them to stay healthy. I'm like, you know what? Like, he's got, I'm I not drafting in this mine, guy. On this round.
2: In mine, I drafted Cole and I drafted
1: uh, Glaber.
3: Has been talking um, fantasy with the Bronx. Just <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but it's just, real, I'm like, as a Yankee fan, like I didn't want to pick any Yankees because I didn't trust that any of them stay healthy. I'm like, you know, what? Yeah, no, George, I get Shane. that. Like I just no, don't I want to pick that. you guys in this round because I there's a chance <laughs> play fifty games, sadly. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, the Yankees are minus two hundred to win the AL East. Uh, they have the Blue Jays plus three seventy five, Rays plus four fifty, Red Sox plus two thousand, and the Orioles plus sixty six. <laughs> If we're doing, which is crazy, sixty-six to one odds uh, <laughs> for the Orioles win the AL East. i feel not like even. That's not even good high. value.
4: <laughs> if we're going to the Yankees as the favorite to win the division, how about a special bonus? What would you put your over/under at for margin of uh like how many games you win the division? Oh. By? So
1: I'll, I'll. That's a good one. Uh Let's say over/under seven, uh, six and a half games. What's the under?
2: I'll say under, yeah. I'll Yankees
1: say, have, have, say a, a, say have a propensity to make these things way closer than they need to be. I don't know. I'll say over because I'm just if you know if I was saying that the Yankees are going to win over 95 games and then no other AL East team is going to win more than like 85, then yeah, I'll I'll go over. I think yeah, i going division over. Like 10 games. I don't think I really, I really don't think the Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, or O's are winning more than 88 games. I could be wrong, but no, I, I,
2: I think <laughs> if if one team does, it's the Rays just because they're the Rays. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's what the,
3: I was thinking. 90, wow. yeah.
2: the Rays still do have a lot of good players on their team, and they, they do. do have a lot of good prospects. So I do think that they have a chance at being a ninety-win team.
3: Which is why but I'm surprised a that they're third favorite right? in in the betting lines. They, they're yeah, the Vegas third longest loves, odds. Vegas to win. loves
1: the Blue Jays. Like they like they're waiting for the Blue Jays to break out.
3: Yeah, well, I think they're just like they're, they're they're trying to record. prop them up and get people hook, line, and sinker yeah, yeah, bet on them.
1: Absolutely, but. The, they do. They love, the, like, Vegas loves, like, potential. Like, a team like the Blue Jays, like, they could have that breakout year, right? They have a bunch of good bats. Like, they're, man, the Blue Jays lineup is scary to look at, man. We were oh, playing, yeah. like, even like, without Sadie, Springer, Bichette, on the DL Bichio.
2: for a little bit.
4: Yeah.
2: DL. IL for a little yeah, bit. What
4: was it? Yeah, I mean, what, um, Sweeney already picked to win the uh, AL MVP.
1: Yeah, that's a that's bit a, of a, that's
4: a wild prediction. Yeah. 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 I and
1: mean, I, I get not wanting to just beat Chalk and pick Trout every year, which, I mean, probably the good idea. But so yeah, bubble chat. chat. Yeah, is wild. I mean,
4: Trap's the best player, and MVP is basically the best player award. So Trap like really
3: should
0: win. Yeah. Every well, year.
3: here's here's my thing. I, and we when we get into the MVP lines, um, the guy I am really interested to put money on is is Shohei Otani. I don't think he's going to be an elite hitter or pitcher. I think he's going to be a decent pitcher and a very good hitter. But the combination of the fact that he's the only guy in baseball yeah. who's doing both, mm-hmm. um, I don't really. I mean, Michael Lorenzen is considered out. a dual threat type of guy like Otani he would be
4: elite. If he would just become a full-time outfielder, he'd be damn elite. Well, like.
3: thing, he's, he's a DH too. He's not even going to play the outfield, which you could still win MVP. I mean, a lot of times DHs don't get MVP consideration. Like the one year Arod rod won in, I think, what, 2007, uh, didn't Ortiz have, Arguably as good of a year because he was the DH, yeah. they, they didn't give it to him, right? So, it, you're always going to be devalued as the DH, but the fact that Otani also pitches will, I think, drastically inflate his MVP yeah. case.
2: Well, and the amount of just value that he adds to the team where he can both be a very good hitter and be a serviceable pitcher is unbelievable because that just literally creates a roster spot.
3: Right, and no one else is doing that.
2: Exactly. He's the mm-hmm. only one.
1: And yeah, this has been Bronx Bomber Angels. <laughs> good old Tani. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, he really does have good value because, yeah, if he has like 3.4 ERA and like 30 home runs, like, a lot of people are going to want to give him that MVP. Yeah.
3: yeah. So I mean, just I, I'm curious to see what his, his his total war accumulation would be, right? A pitcher like that. I don't like even that know is... how they
2: would uh, calculate that.
3: I'm sure because... it's it's the same way, right? It's just quantified as, as a hitter I know, but pitcher, and he'll rocketball the pitcher... is
2: pitching war is different from uh hitting more.
3: They'll right, but he would just way. be They'll find a way. Yeah. Um And now do you remember before he got hurt 2 years ago was he was he hitting the days he was pitching or were they just having him be exclusively No, they were the he was hitting. Yeah, the, yeah I was about to say.
2: No, he was only hitting like two or 3 days a week.
3: Yeah, which I mean after time. what he did the you know In his career thus far, he's got to be in the lineup more than that.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Especially since he was so bad in 2020. I think the Angels really just want to have him in the lineup so that he can kind of regain his footing too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, guys, so like I said earlier, I'll just run down real quick and the show the uh, favorites to win the World Series. So obviously Dodgers are first. They're at uh, plus 350. Yanks come in at second, plus five fifty. Um, then it's followed by the Padres, White Sox, Braves, Mets, Twins, Cardinals, Blue Jays, Astros.
2: The fact that the White Sox are the number, like the f- people are saying, the White Sox are the second best team in the AL is wild to me. Yeah, <laughs> because the White Sox do not even strike me as a team that could, like, they might not even win their own division.
0: I agree. yeah
1: they're, they're another, like, them and the Blue Jays, I feel like, are the two most hyped teams. And there's a chance yeah. both of those are just, like, average 500 teams. Well, and you know? Tim
2: um, I, Tim Anderson's on the record as saying, yeah, we're the best team in the AL. And that's kind of just talk. Right. Because the White Sox have a, so many good young players. But their rotation is also a huge question mark. Because yeah. they have Diolito, Lancelin, Keuchel, and Prospects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same with their bullpen. And the same with the majority of their offense.
3: They did add Hendricks, though.
2: They did add Hendricks. Yeah, that was a good well, great Who so else they have for besides them. Hendricks? Garrett Crochet. Uh, Are yeah, they going to put
3: Rodon back in, in the rotation? Remember, they I, DFA'd yeah, him and then think, he went on claims. So they brought him back.
2: Yeah. But so they non tendered
3: him, I think, and no one signed him. They so. non
2: tendered him and then they brought him back. And I think they were saying he's going to be in the rotation. Yeah, that's like either way. (laughs) Yikes. There's so many question marks on the White Sox, too, that they could be the second best team, but they could also be a 500 team, like you said, Luigi. And I think that's a big difference from the Yankees, who could be a 100 win dominant team. But at the worst case, the Yankees are not going to be a 500 team. I think things would have to go dramatically wrong for the for the Yankees to win less than ninety games in twenty in twenty twenty
1: one. Agreed. Agreed. Thanks for um, putting that evil out into the world, Alex. Thanks. Yeah, what the fuck, Alex. Got you. Um, <laughs> guys, let's guys, let's wrap it up with real quick, just saying, what are you most looking forward to this season? I I said that looking forward to the starting pit like the rotation coming together. Who steps up? Who was it gonna be just Cole and a bunch of question marks? Or is you know Herman gonna carry over his great spring into the regular season. Is Gumby gonna take a step up? Kluber is gonna regain his form. I'm really interested to see that. Well what about you guys?
2: See I'm interested in the other half of that. I'm just so excited for a full season of Garrett Cole. Yeah. Because be there was so much hype around the Yankees getting him after twenty nineteen. And then his first year was, you know, half a season long and nobody actually got to see him pitch because there were no fans allowed in the stands. So I think having him in the Bronx with fans in the stands for an entire 162 game season is going to be so much more fun than it was in 2020.
3: Right. You think about when he takes the ball tomorrow, um, weather permitting, that he's going to it'll be his first time as a you know home opener at Yankee Stadium. With, I mean, they Famous. had a home op- They had a home opener last year. I don't even think he actually started that. I think Gummy may have started that. I don't no. know. But it's like it's the first time. He signed exactly. that contract like 15, 16 months ago. This is the first time he's going to yeah. be taking the ball on opening day in front of fans.
1: Yeah. It's a big deal. Very big deal. Uh, right, well, along
3: those say. lines, I, for me, just because I – I've been privileged enough to to get to go to uh, enough games, and certainly thankful for that. Wait, really, um, we had to... <laughs> so for Friday, me. night, what Andy. I'm what I'm what I'm <laughs> most looking forward to is not just being at games and experiencing that that environment again, seeing it's all the people drunk. in our section who I've, you know, who, who we've gotten to know over the last decade at the new stadium, but just having fans in attendance in general. It's a different atmosphere when you put on. The game on tv and you hear fans screaming at the crack of the bat you see you know people booing if a guy strikes out the base is loaded i mean it, it baseball in a vacuum it, it was so weird last year and it lacked yeah. that kind of buzz and sizzle and electricity like the, the that, we're, that we're used to yeah so for me it's it's getting fans back into the ballpark um, i think manfred said earlier today that he hopes by midsummer that they can get back to full capacity you know obviously vaccination pending, whatever's going on in the world, um, it's all still going to play a role in that. But that's just such a, a beautiful image to look forward to.
4: Yeah,
1: I agree.
4: Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we talked about this preview, like in, in the pre-show and Luigi still stole mine because I was going to say all the non-Garrett Cole pictures. But because of that, I will say that I'm really looking forward to watching the... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching <laughs> Brett Gardner take playing time from Clint Fraser again. Um, Hell yeah. I'm genuinely looking forward to the Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, like, modern day Bash Brothers home run duel that we're about to get. I'm speaking it into existence. Those dudes are going to put on an absolute show this year.
1: I just knocked on every piece of wood in my house when you said that. I'm knocking uh, you know, on every square yeah. inch of my desk yep. right now. Um, <laughs> you're sleeping yeah. on, on a wood block tonight. <laughs> yep. I'm literally a, there's a wood plank right next to me, and I'm banging my head out, performing on it.
4: a drum solo. Yeah, all right, um, yeah, no. yeah,
1: yeah, that's what's gonna happen, sky- and
4: that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah, having those two skyscrapers in the lineup it, it, every day is gonna be great. Um, because really, they're I mean, they're, they're like the kings of exit Vila. you know, like yeah. they, they literally just hit the ball so high, so far, it's just. So, so fun gone. to watch man yep So skyscrapers is that what,
3: what, what method man called them in his hype video that dropped today
1: i mean you, it, refer you know to what them as the skyscrapers it, you know what it might be and that was such a great hype video because like, yeah.
3: remember they look
1: they dropped the teaser for it at like noon and i thought i think we all thought it was it and then i just see like 10 seconds i'm like ah yeah. and then like i think at six o'clock they released like the two minute hype video with method man and yeah it was pretty damn good it was pretty damn good man um there is rain, like we will say, there is rain in the forecast for tomorrow, but it's, I think it f, um, but it seems to be clearing up around like six. So worst case scenario, hopefully it's just all it's right. Instead idea. of a, yeah, instead of a one o'clock opener, it's a six seven o'clock opener. Cue up which, the sacks. Yep. <laughs> cue up the sad sacks. Uh, cue up the Yankeeographies and the center <laughs> stages. Um, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> Like I, how many like how many uh, rainouts do we have a year, man? Like at least like 15, 20. It's yeah. just uh, that's it, uh, something you just forget about uh, with regular season baseball. Like, Oh yeah, there's just going to be a ton of rainouts, especially especially early on. Um, there's also a lot it's of. It's a good applicants. thing the
2: Yankees don't play in Florida though, because then they wouldn't then yeah, they'd right? have to deal with uh, but, you know hurricanes and stuff. And, yeah, it's, you know, they'd lose it's, power a lot of the I time. I mean, like
1: if I mean, you guys just had to deal with the hurricane. To be fair, and we didn't. So, um, anyways, moving on. <laughs> Uh, that was rude That uh, was very true though Um, Yeah, the Yankees first, not one, not two, not three, not four But five series are against East teams They play the Blue Jays six times The Rays, the Oreos They play the Rays and Blue Jays six times each In the first like, 20 games The and crazy just... thing
3: too about that is if you look at the schedule Because the Blue Jays aren't allowed back into Canada For like two, right. another two months there There's a period of time where they don't play Out of I think they only play in, in a quote-unquote road ballpark, because I'm I'm throwing Camden Yards in there too, like twice until they go to Cleveland in, in May. Um, mm-hmm. And I forget exactly what it is. got to look at it, but you go to – there's very little travel, right? So they go they're, New York, first, Boston, mm-hmm, Toronto, first, and Tampa are back-to-back. So, I mean, that's a bus ride. Yeah, it's three-game home
1: series of Toronto, three-game home series against Baltimore. Then they're in Tampa for three. They're in – uh is it still Buffalo the Blue Jays are playing at?
3: No, they're, they're in it. That's
1: what I'm saying. Okay, right, right, right. So then they're, they're playing the yeah. Blue Jays, casual. Um, Then they're at home in the Rays, two-game series at home in the Braves, and then they take kind of a long road trip. Four-game series against Cleveland, four-game series against the O's. But, yeah, it, man, it feels good to just be looking at a full schedule and not just like a 60-game snippet, man. Like, let me tell you, uh, like this it, is going to be fun. All the same and you can actually play the yeah. whole league I year. was about to say, and they're like, oh, yeah, look, we're playing teams that aren't in the ALE. Actually, we – I'm, it's funny though the whole month of april other than the indians like we're playing teams in the east so it's going to feel kind of the same you know just playing the blue jays and o's a bunch but i mean hey man never gonna never gonna play complain about uh the second series of the year being against the baltimore Orioles, right um <laughs> simple um, as that
2: unless they you know lose the series
1: yeah that, that could happen Maybe. <laughs> um, possibly that but, would yeah. put a little bit of a damper a little bit on of a, a damper on it um yeah, but so for the first three games, the starting pitchers it's Cole Kluber, and Domingo is going on a Sunday, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> oh, I, I missed that. Yeah, um, I I just was reading it and it hit me. Um, the Blue Jays have only announced Ryu as the starter for the first game. They don't have any starters for Saturday, or Sunday, so we'll we'll see. They don't have any starters. Yeah, I was about to say like well it could it I was about to say it could literally be anyone. They could just Tanner spin in a for game two. Oh my God.
3: Yeah, well, it's not official, but I think Montoya hinted they might be going to Ross Stripling in the second game and then uh, TJ Zoich in the third. Yeah. Zyke, I I don't know how it's pronounced. Like I said,
1: I don't think...
2: That's not great for them. No, like
1: I said, I I don't think the Blue Jays are winning more than, like, 85 games with that rotation. They have great offense, great young hitters, but, man, that rotation is just... Buns. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Guys, anything else? Uh, I know this was a long episode, but this was was the season preview. It deserved to be this long. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Any Anyone want to scream into the mic because it's Yankees baseball tomorrow?
2: Hey, it's opening day, guys. Woo! Yeah! Woo! I,
1: like I said, I said to start the show, and I'm, I'm really mean it now. Get this guy out of here. Like, <laughs> we got to get all out. Right, all right, guys. Yeah, it was yeah, a good okay, run. To the last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, that will be it for us. Um, I think we're going to have a, a little reaction after the uh, first game, win or loss. Um, if they lose, we're going to be. Roast suicide alert. <laughs> if you lose
2: Andrew's going to be saying oh. the season's
1: over. His team sucks. Uh, Cole gave up two home runs. His team's awful. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, Yankees baseball, it feels damn good. Another year where, hey, championship aspirations, right? I, it's it's who's World who's Series been, or bust. It's, who's ready to get their heart broken? Yeah, anyway, right. Who's ready to Don't get you them? You
3: dare, Alex. What the hell?
1: Out. Yeah. I like look. Alex calls G out. Alex calls G out this episode for being all like dark and being like. I mean, man, like Alex is just like, oh, this sucks. Everything sucks. Like, okay, Alex. uh, Everyone's gonna get hurt. We're gonna lose all.
4: Alex stealing my thunder full scale right
1: now. Right? Like he's (laughs) stealing. Like, man, what the hell? The
3: the thing is, what 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 Alex, you got to save that for is the first time something goes goes awry in the game, and you just gotta shit talk whoever, and then you know, the the, the script flips. We, for for our listeners who obviously have no idea what I'm I'm referring to, me and Alex have this this running gag where um, basically whatever we say, the opposite happens. And it's usually when we go super negative, we just have to like (laughs) con it, like work our our evil magic into, (laughs) and just, (laughs) there's no chance we're going to come back here. This person's going to pitch six shutout innings against us and then bam, the next inning gives up four runs. (laughs)
1: and you be like this guy is the fucking worst and it's like it is high it is far it is gone
2: we'll predict yeah, that so. judge strikes out he gets a home run that's
3: usually how and it's then good. you guys just tag me ruthlessly oh,
1: yeah oh. Oh, good times I, I you know i can't wait to berate my fellow blog members about when the yankees do well this year i think that's my for g for andrew for alex this was the bronx Bomber Ball podcast